Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Okay, I'm not trying to pick on NBC Montana here, and and I'm definitely not trying to pick on any individual reporter at NBC Montana here, but there's three different headlines by three different reporters here where i'm like uh really uh, are you sure about that one and i know you know oftentimes a reporter might write a story but then an editor or a publisher or a producer or a digital editor might put a different headline on there right and so the headline may not necessarily match the the story so i willingly acknowledge that up front but there were there were three NBC Montana headlines here uh, over the weekend and over the past uh, few days where I'm like, hmm, really? Are you sure about that one? Uh, first off, Saturday morning, uh, NBC Montana had this headline. Matt Rosendale shifts to house race amidst Trump endorsement. And then NBC Montana says this. It is confirmed. Representative Matt Rosendale has entered the race for U.S. House of Representatives. And I was like, really? Is that is that true? But then you see a couple of other reports and it's like, oh, well, he filed paperwork with the Federal Elections Commission. But when you read a couple of other reports, when his campaign was asked for a comment, they said he he will announce his decision soon. So in other words, he hasn't officially entered the race. I think it was Bradley Warren with Wake Up Montana who who accurately noted uh, not only the response from the Rosendale campaign that the announcement has not been made yet, that a decision apparently has not been made yet, but also that, that you would not only have to file with the FEC, but but more symbolically, you, you, or not just symbolically, you, you would have to file with the Montana Secretary of State. And that hasn't happened. So uh, so anyway, um, that was one headline. Um, there was another story here, uh, and nothing wrong with this story. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're they're reporting on this story. It, it certainly sounds like an, an issue, but the headline was this: Bozeman police see increase in downtown disturbances. Hmm. Hmm. Bozeman police see increase in downtown disturbances. So basically, this is a story about illegal immigration and illegal immigrants in Bozeman, Montana, except for the story says nothing about the illegal immigrants who were recently arrested following some downtown disturbances. And we, we see this as a pattern with the media is, hey, let's report on all these crime stories, but let's not report on the bigger story, which is the invasion of illegal aliens into this country. Uh, speaking of illegal aliens, that brings us to the third NBC Montana headline. Undocumented citizen in Montana faces felony charges. Undocumented citizen. Hmm. This was a story that just came out over the past couple of days. Uh, it's, it's in Ravalli County, Montana. Attempted deliberate homicide uh, in, uh, charge here. A Mexican citizen who authorities say is in Montana illegally is now behind bars. They just told us he was undocumented. So why are they telling us he's a Mexican citizen then? I thought he was an undocumented citizen. So. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. 
All right, so we got the phone lines open for you for this uh, full hour here on Monday's Montana Talks. Anything and everything you want to talk about, or if you just want to jump in on the conversation, something I say, something somebody else says or messages us, uh, give us a call, 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure all of you have heard about this horrific murder of that young uh, woman, that young 22-year-old college student uh, named Lakin Riley, the 22-year-old Augusta University nursing student, allegedly killed by an illegal alien who was released into the United States. Now, she's just the latest American woman to fall victim to the federal government's uh, open borders invasion that's going on right now, uh, Breitbart News uh, put together a piece, The Victims of Open Borders. Lakin Riley becomes the latest American woman allegedly killed by illegal alien. Now, part of the reason why I went through those NBC Montana headlines, including the one about the undocumented citizen in Montana facing felony charges, including accountability to attempted deliberate homicide, is because I'm I'm sure, you know, NBC Montana would probably defend that headline, would defend the terminology that they're using, undocumented citizen. And they'd probably say, look, hey, like it or not, agree with it or not, we have to follow the AP style guide. We have to follow the AP standards. And I think it should be abundantly clear to all of us right now. The Associated Press has no standards. And, and news outlets should feel should feel no duty to follow their absurd guidelines anymore whatsoever. You, you wonder why some news outlets will refer to a he as a she or a she as a he. And, and you're like, wait a minute, aren't you a news organization? Aren't you supposed to report facts instead of falsities? What, why are you and back to this NBC Montana headline here? Why are you calling him an undocumented citizen? The opening paragraph of your reporter's story says he's a Mexican citizen. So it's not like this guy just just popped out of a James Bond movie and we have no biometrics on the guy. He's not in any of our databases. We don't have any fingerprints. We don't have any DNA. Right. Then he would be undocumented if it's like, wow, we we did a we did. What is it? An iris scan on the guy. We did fingerprints. We did. DNA. We got nothing on this guy. He's undocumented. No, they told you in their NBC Montana story that he is a Mexican citizen who authorities say is in Montana illegally. So why does the headline say undocumented citizen? Because that is the fake news that the that the supposed real news at the Associated Press wants these people to be forced to report. It's such a it, it is such a joke. It is so disgusting, frankly. It's it's worse than a joke. So the Associated Press over the weekend, I saw a, a great tweet from my friend Chris Avril in Helena, and he says, "Wow, you know, the AP going for the world record here." The Associated Press, when it came to this this 22-year-old young woman college student in Georgia who was murdered by an illegal alien, look at how the Associated Press frames the story. 
The killing of a nursing student out for a run highlights the fears of solo female athletes. That's right. This isn't a story about illegal aliens, about criminals and rapists and murderers and thugs flooding into this country from every other country all over the world, especially Venezuela right now. No, it's not a story about that. It's a story about the concerns of solo female runners, according to the Associated Press. In this same Associated Press story, I think Mary Catherine Ham pointed this out. And Mary Catherine Ham, by the way, she ran the exact trail every single week of her college career that this young lady, Lake and Riley, uh, was running on before she was murdered by this illegal alien. But Mary Catherine Ham pointed out in this same Associated Press article, they mentioned the story of a young woman in Iowa who was murdered while out for a jog, while out for a run. And they didn't even mention that she was murdered by an illegal alien. And so, yeah, you've got the Associated Press literally going for a world record when it comes to how how do we totally spin a story to push our agenda and to protect a certain political ideology from the truth and from the cold, hard facts here. As Ian Miller put it via X over the weekend, it really is jaw-dropping uh, how hard the media will work to avoid mentioning any aspect of a story that makes their political party or progressive ideology look bad. And, and look at how many headlines we've seen here in Montana. How many headlines are there here in Montana that involve illegal aliens committing crimes, committing horrific crimes, attempted murder, uh, the, the actual murder, drug dealing, fentanyl, stabbing people in downtown Bozeman after getting into fights in downtown Bozeman. And yet here you have a headline, Bozeman police see increase in downtown disturbances. And yet no mention of the illegal aliens who just got arrested following a downtown disturbance and where they, you know, stabbed uh, where they had these stabbing incidences go on. And then you had the stabbing incident in Kyla, Montana. Did the Daily Interlake ever update their story to include the fact that the two males involved in that stabbing incident in Kyla, Montana are illegal aliens? I mean, we didn't even get an undocumented citizen initial headline out of that one. They just left the whole immigration thing completely out of the story. All right, we'll get to your phone calls right after this, 294-0970. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, thanks to Larry in Bozeman for messaging us, because that I, I think this simplified things for me here. I probably went into too in-depth of an explanation here. Uh, Larry asks us all a question, undocumented citizen. Uh, regarding the guy on uh, the guy in Ravalli County that was arrested on the attempted deliberate homicide charges, NBC Montana in their headline, undocumented citizen in Montana faces felony charges. Larry says, what is that? Undocumented citizen. What is that? Now, so Larry, to me, now maybe our listeners have a better analogy here. I'm Actually, I'm not even going to say maybe. They will have a better analogy. Do you guys remember that movie Overboard 
back in 1987. I was just a kid when that movie came out. Goldie Hawn. Now, to me, when Goldie Hawn falls off the side of the boat, she goes overboard. She loses her memory. She's got amnesia. She doesn't know who she is. They don't know who she is. They've got no, they've got nothing. She's got no papers. They don't have any, you know, maybe. I guess I guess they didn't have biometric scanning devices back then, so they couldn't, you know, they couldn't figure out who she was. Goldie Hahn was undocumented. We don't know who she is. We don't know where she's from. We don't know what citizen of what country or what. She's an undocumented citizen. She's got amnesia. She can't. She doesn't even know who she is. But when they tell you in the first paragraph of their story. That he is a Mexican citizen who authorities say is in Montana illegally. That's not undocumented. Seems very well documented, if you ask me. Uh, 406-294-0970. What do you want to talk about? Let's go to Rick in Billings uh, first up. Whoa, my goodness. Holy cow. That was okay. Rick is obviously not there anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, that was loud. Okay, uh, Corey in Polson uh, next up. Corey, what's going on? Hey, how are you doing today, Aaron? Hey, not too bad. What's going on? So, this undocumented thing, you're a highly educated person, so I'm going to assume you might have read a couple of books I'm going to mention here. Have you read The 48 Laws of Power? Uh, you said that really fast. What What was that again? And first off, your your premise is wrong. I am not a highly educated person, but I, I appreciate your, your <laughs> kind assessment. Of 48 Laws of Power, I definitely recommend reading it. So, in the book, 48 Laws of Power, it talks about how some of these people like Genghis Khan and some of these older dictators got in power, and part of what they did, and a great example of it was actually Napoleon's chief of police, he used deception to get power. Okay, so Makes what are sense. the Democrats doing? Well, they're using, they're, they're using deception to get power. Well, I'm, right now I'm in the middle of reading Mark Levin's uh, Democrats Hate America, and the undocumented citizens, it's actually kind of in his book also where he talks about Constantly pumping out a narrative. Uh, terminology matters. Everybody calls our country a democracy, but we're not. We're a constitutional republic. But if you say it enough, people start believing it. Correct? Yeah. The uh, if you basically if you want to take over a country, take over their language. I know there's a great quote. It's it's escaping me off the top of my head right now. But about how how you can take over the language to take over a culture, and that's exactly what the Associated Press and and, and others do is they. They hijack language. You, no, 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 no. They're not illegal aliens. They're undocumented citizens or or migrants now is the, the word of the day. Exactly, exactly. So right now we're going down that, that line of thinking of, you know, four plus, uh, two plus two equals five. So three good books there. So I definitely recommend you read the uh, Orwell's 84, Mark Levin's Democrats Hate America, and 48 Laws of Power. And it will open a lot of people's eyes to what's truly happening in this world today. Yeah. Uh, would you say that it's even crazier than 1984? I recently glanced over the Cliffs Notes of 1984 just to just to and I was like, holy cow, on point, on point, on point, on point. Would you say that it's yeah, worse it's, than 1984 right now? I would. And I mean, it's scary how accurate that book is. I mean, it's really scary how accurate it is. Yeah, crazy stuff. All right. Well, hey, Corey, thanks for calling in. Great to hear from you. 406-294-0970 is the number for you. We've got phone lines open right now. Uh, Matt in Billings next up. Matt, what's going on? Uh, good, good morning. We, I, we, there's some concerning things that also not in the headlines of the newspapers. 
is that we still have not seen the uh, manifesto of the transgender uh, shooter of the religious school in Nashville. And that brings me back to a bigger point. Is we, 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 we haven't really talked about enough the other event where the other transgender um, targeted the uh, Christian uh, church in Houston. And my, I'm going to try to say this as politically correct as I can to all my friends, Republicans, Democrats, is here we talk about red flags and gun laws and stuff, but we really need to consider if you don't have the, a mental aptitude to decide if you're a man or a woman, whether you should really own a firearm. Well, you know, it, it, it yeah, you, you're right. When it comes to these latest string of uh, mass shootings or attempted mass shooters, because in some of these instances there were good guys with guns there to stop the bad guys or girls or however they identify with guns, yeah, it's been transgender after transgender after transgender uh, or non-binary. Missing is like you know they, they hold these manifestos, and we you see these crime shows where they go in and they, and they interview these serial killers so they can get ahead of what, what to do for next serial killer. But they're protecting the transgenders by not releasing these things and it's affecting more and more Americans every day. That's my point. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. And well, it was kind of like. What was what was Ann Coulter talking about on Bill Maher's program recently here? Oh, she was talking about the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade and the shooters in that incident. We had video of of the alleged shooters being tackled, but yeah, boy, look at look at the backflips they the media did to not tell you who the suspects were that injured over you know these shootings that injured over twenty people and killed a, a female radio DJ down in Kansas City. They they didn't want to tell you who the shooters was and. What? And Ann Where Coulter went on Bill Maher and said, oh, we know we know that these weren't white uh, males, because if they were, they would have told us already. And she was exactly right. Yeah, and when have we ever seen any headlines about, like, seriously, like, I mean, I hate to say it, and I'm trying to be as soft as I can, transgenders, people, uh, you know, targeting religious schools. It's reality. I know it's hard to say, but it's reality. Well, uh not just transgender activists, but just uh, crazed political activists, period. Um, there's, a, there's a story at foxnews.com this morning. Attacks against churches doubled in 2023. There were 436 hostile acts against Christians in the U.S. in 2023. And that's just the ones that were documented, uh, the attacks ag- against Christians that they're, that they're reporting here. And then, you know, like the media covers it up kind of like with the, with the killings of the illegal immigration, immigrants or whatever you want to say. The media covers it up and they're complicit. And it's, it's really sad because of the, things need to change. I mean, we don't need more gun laws. We need more people held accountable for their actions, including the government. Well, we, yeah, that's right. We need actual laws enforced. And yet the same people that want more gun laws targeting law-abiding citizens are the same people that put these criminals right back out on the streets, i.e. the migrants, right, the illegal aliens that beat up cops in New York City. The police actually went out and arrested these guys. And then and then what did the the Soros-backed liberal prosecutor do? No bail, no cash bail, no bail requi- required. Put these illegal aliens right back out onto the streets, uh, which goes back to the story we started off with uh, in, in the show this morning here in Matt in Billings. Thanks for the call. Always great to hear from you, which goes back to the story of 22-year-old Lakin Riley.
the Georgia nursing student who was allegedly killed by an illegal alien. Listen to the background on this guy that Guy Benson shared on Fox News over the weekend on the weekend show. This alleged killer entered the country in 2022 illegally. Then in New York, the following year, he was arrested and released in New York. After that, he went down to Georgia where he was cited, and you can see it right there on the right side of your screen, cited for shoplifting. He was then supposed to show up for court on the left side of your screen, I believe that is. That is the bench warrant that was then issued for his arrest because he was a no-show, of course, in court for the shoplifting in Georgia. So you've got an illegal border crossing. You've got criminal actions and arrests in New York released, flees the state basically, goes to Georgia, commits shoplifting, then doesn't show up for his court date. There's a warrant out for his arrest. And then within a few months, allegedly, he killed this innocent young woman. Failure after failure after failure. And, and by the way, as I think Guy Benson is pointing out here, that was information shared by, I believe, a, a state lawmaker in Georgia that he was quoting there. This isn't just a story about illegal immigration and the invasion taking place on our southern border. This is a story about the way our cr entire criminal justice system is being attacked and being undermined all over America. I mean, frankly, I mean, I'd even ask if and you don't need to give your name if you call in or if you message us. We can keep your name confidential if you want. But if, if you're a law enforcement officer, especially in a city like Billings, I say city with air quotes, right, or Bozeman or, or Missoula, wherever. How could this story how do, this story plays out? It's not just an illegal alien story. Look, look, the fact is, remember when, you know, when we've had these shootings that have been taking place in Billings, some of them gang connected shootings and, and, and other things like that. It's interesting because when I talk with friends that serve in law enforcement, when they find out the name of the shooting suspects, why are they never surprised? Why? Why are they? Why, why aren't they surprised when they hear the names of these shooting suspects? Because these guys, even these young kids, have already been on their radar. They've already had run-ins with the law before. Just like that illegal alien from Venezuela who, by the way, lied about being married. His so-called wife spoke publicly and said, yeah, we weren't actually married. We just told immigration authorities we were married so that they'd be even easier on us. And... He gets busted for shoplifting. He gets busted for this. He breaks into this country illegally, of course, which is also about... And they keep getting away with it and getting away with it, and then it escalates into something worse. Local law enforcement will tell you the same thing happens right here in Montana. The, same, the people that get busted with these big violent crimes, they're usually already on their radar, and it's no surprise when they get arrested because we don't nip it in the bud and throw these people in freaking jail. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. Farmers are asking for stability in milk prices. The American Farm Bureau and National Farmers Union have sent a letter to USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack requesting that he issue an interim final decision to return the Class 1 mover formula to the higher of the Class 3 or Class 4 calculations as it was before the 2018 Farm Bill. The letter states that dairy farmers remain stuck with the current pricing regulations until USDA publishes a final rule. Current market dynamics underscore the need for an expedited return to the higher of Class 1 movers. The current Class 1 mover was a well-intentioned but misguided policy that has reduced dairy farmer income, the groups write. 
In other news, at the public auction yards in Billings, a feeder special took place this past Friday with over 5,800 head of feeder cattle selling and demand was very good with prices continuing to be strong here in February 2024. Looking to the feeder steers weighing five to five and a half, three twenty nine to three dollars and fifty four cents was the trend with the five and a half six weights, three eighteen to three thirty five. Heavier six to six and a half weights, two ninety five to three twenty eight, six and a half to seven weights, two dollars and eighty cents, two dollars and ninety six cents, while the heavier seven hundred and fifty to eight hundred pound steers two forty six to two sixty one. I'm Lane North Blonde. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, if you call in right now, you should be able to make it through 406-294-0970. I've got a Politico report in front of me here. Uh, This was uh, uh, President Joe Biden meeting with a group of governors at the White House on Friday, including Montana Governor Greg Gianforte. Anyway, I'll give you the readout from that meeting here in just a sec. I meant to start the show with that, but then, you know, we never know what direction we're going to go into. So I I do want to share this one with you here, this Politico report about uh, the governor's meeting with uh, Biden at the White House on Friday. Some very interesting remarks, uh, good good remarks from Governor Gianforte. I'll get to that, but first we got Greg in White Sulphur Springs on the phone lines. Uh, Greg, thanks for the call. Yeah, um, yesterday on the radio on KCAP, um, I listened between 11 o'clock and 1 o'clock is um, Front Lines of Freedom. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I'm surprised yeah. you haven't. No, several um, years ago. Is it Denny? Uh, there's a retired Lieutenant Colonel Denny. What's his last name that does that program? Uh, Gillum. I think it's Gillum. I th- yeah, I think so. No, I, you know, I was, it's, God, it's probably been 10 years ago or so. He, uh, uh, actually, my buddy Scott Fredericks linked me up with him, and I was actually a guest on his show. That's probably been 10, 12 years ago. And, and so, you know, and yeah, I ended up linking them up with some other radio folks here in Montana. And yeah, neat, neat guy. I love, I love what he does when I've gotten a chance to see it and hear it. Yeah, well, he um, yesterday had, or he's 82 year old, you know, anyway. Is yesterday he, he had okay. um, uh, David Horowitz on. Oh, yeah. They were they were talking about the problems, you know, with the military. And and uh, Horowitz actually came right out and said that Biden is a traitor. He later said that he is, and the, the, either hang him or shoot him, but, you know, uh, the guy for being a traitor. And what? the whole problem we're talking about with this, with uh, all the Chinese military-age men coming into the country and all that, um, this is all because Biden is owned by China. They they own the guy lock, stock, and barrel because they paid him millions of dollars, and his son and his brother, the whole Biden crime family, are treasonous traitors. Now, just to be clear, because we we never condone outright violence, uh, you know, et cetera, but. You're suggesting that an official formal process would need to be conducted, and then that would be the the punishment. Uh, you're not just advocating for somebody to go out there and do that, because uh, yeah, we definitely don't want to be advocating for straight up uh, violence uh, like that no, on the radio. Exactly. Legally, 
legally executed for treason. When was that, Trap? Was that last week or the week before? He did a write-up on our, our websites and and made an interesting point. I think he even got reaction from David Noble. What constitutes treason? And 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 basically, that you know, the argument and Travis, tell me if I'm getting this wrong, is that well, we have to be in an official state of war. You have to be officially helping our enemies in order to be prosecuted for for treason. It, and that's kind of my layman's way of of describing it. But here's my thing: Are we in a war, or are we not in a war? We if, are in a war. With China is the biggest enemy we have right now, and I, I've even called. Um, um, Dane's office and and said, why are we selling food to China? We, well, we are, the, the ag report on, on the radio, the ag report that's on every day was talking about how much grain and how much, you know, how much beef and stuff like that we're selling to China. And I said, are we crazy? How much food did we sell Hitler during the war? And, and you know, the guy in the office, Dane's office, said, well, I don't think we sold him any. And I said, exactly. Why are we selling any to China? Exactly. We should be cutting them off. But Biden wants to increase our uh, dealings with China and not decrease them. Well, and, and that's an interesting question you raised. But technically, we Congress hasn't declared war uh, with China, right? So we're not at war with China. But I think we can all agree that, that China uh, does not have a good intent for us and for the United States of America. Uh, there's there's a reason they're using uh, American aircraft carrier mock-ups as target practice in the desert, right? Um, but... But to this question of uh, when does it constitute treason? I mean, look at this invasion on our southern border. Look at, look at. I mean, just look at his defiance of the United States Supreme Court ruling when it comes to student loans. And so, but but if we want to be particular about it, okay. Well, are we uh, at war or not? Well, what are we operating under right now? Uh, are we at war or not? Okay. Well, he's allowing Russians to come in. He's allowing Yemenis to come in. They're 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 firing missiles at our ships. So call it a war, don't call it a war. But he is aiding and abetting somebody that uh, wishes us harm, not just wishes, but is causing harm on our soil right now. Greg, thanks for the phone call. Good to hear from you. Uh, real quick before I get to David and Big Fork, and we've got the phone lines open for you four zero six two nine four zero nine seventy. So Politico had a big story about how all of these governors including uh, Republican governors, met with uh, Joe Biden at the White House on Friday. And by, uh, Biden told this bipartisan group of governors, according to Politico, that he is exploring what executive actions he can take to curb crossings at the southern border, but that he's running into potential legal roadblocks. Oh, sure, Joe. You're running into legal roadblocks. Boy, you didn't have any legal roadblocks when you implemented your 94 executive orders to cause this invasion at our southern border. Boy, you didn't you didn't complain about potential legal roadblocks when you shut down the Keystone XL pipeline and kicked all those union workers to the curb. Oh, but now when, when you have to fix the crisis that you created, you're worried about potential legal roadblocks. 
Here's the quotes from Governor Greg Gianforte, Montana Governor Greg Gianforte, who was among the dozen plus Republican governors who visited the border crossing at Eagle Pass, Texas, earlier this month to criticize Biden's handling of immigration issues, reiterated his argument that the border could be controlled through executive action. Governor Gianforte said, quote, I was very disappointed in the meeting with Biden and administration officials at the White House, he told reporters on Saturday. Quote, there are many things that President Biden could do to secure the border, and he is refusing to act. Gianforte said he presented Biden with a copy of the 10-point border security plan that Republicans first submitted to his administration over two years ago. It called, among other things, to end catch and release. Biden, Gianforte said, never responded to the initial letter. On Friday, he said he would read it, uh, noting that uh, Gianforte said, noting that he would take Biden at his word. He added, quote, Joe Biden needs to do his job. All right, David and Big Fork next up. David, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I was just listening to your, your report. It was really good. I was in the old time. Um, you know, my whole family's either been, you know, Navy, military, or law enforcement. Except for me, I'm, I'm the black sheep. I went out into the public world and got a career. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> but, uh, all right. That's all right. What would happen now? You know, you know the answer to this, and so do I. This this gentleman that came from another country that has committed all these crimes, been caught and released, and then ends up horribly murdering some family's beautiful daughter. I mean, I'm I'm a father with a professional daughter that lives in another big city, and she does. The same thing. She goes out and, you know, exercises on running trails and stuff. What would happen if this guy would have been a native-born American white male and, and killed this woman? He probably would have already been executed in a prison because that you can't have white supremacy attacking the young women in this country. That would be an absolute big red flag for all the lefties. But you put an illegal alien out there. What What is the limit? What does this guy have to do to become a criminal? I mean, if I was that poor family or that father or that daughter, they would have a hard time keeping me away from his hearing or wherever he was because he would end up, you know what I mean? I mean, there's just, yeah. there's no way. Well, that even, if he was a, even if he was a white supremacist, they probably still wouldn't execute him because they still go soft on all criminals. That's their equal opportunity policy is they, they go equal, well, they don't go equally soft, but they still go soft on all criminals. But it probably would have been like cheers. Everybody would have known his name. I mean, if he was a oh, white yeah. supremacist, he, he would have gotten hundreds of millions of dollars in free media attention. For for most of these mass shooters, they give them they give them the attention they so desperately crave. They give them they give them the equivalent of a free Super Bowl commercial if they commit one of these atrocities. But if you're a trans, but if you're a trans activist or an illegal alien. Nobody wants to mention your name. They got to they got to suppress that story. They they can't talk about it. Hey, I tell you what, David, it sounds like you got more to share. Stand by. I'll come back to you after the break. Um, plus, I want to get your take. Did you see this this guy who lit himself on fire in front of the Israeli embassy in Washington D.C.? Apparently, he's active duty Air Force. They confirmed it. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. 
This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, dang it, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby and Helena, he, uh, Bobby's got some experience, uh, knows, knows what we're talking about here when it comes to documenting people. It's time to start using the bats and hides systems on everyone at the border and all the illegals that are already here, just like we did in Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, I know they do a lot of that biometric uh, stuff at the border. I've you know, gotten to chat with our, our Border Patrol folks time to time again. Uh, but the question is, is even if they pop hot in the biometric device, <laughs> we're, they're not deporting them. They're still keeping them here. They're still putting them back out on the streets. It's just crazy. Uh, I mean, these people are committing crimes, getting released, committing crimes, getting released. Mark in Inverness, when it comes to this whole question of undocumented citizens, Mark says, I recommend that if you are living with someone, you follow the press's lead and call yourself an undocumented spouse. You know, Mark, your kids could get a lot more financial aid in college if your marriage is undocumented. <laughs> they penalize you if, if you got two incomes there. Uh, just saying. Uh, Larry and Bozeman, I'm an undocumented millionaire. Uh, there you go. The IRS might be calling you soon there. Actually, no, they don't go after millionaires. They just go after uh, the middle class working folks. So you're good, Larry. You're good identifying as an undocumented millionaire. Two nine four zero nine seventy, the number for you. If you call right now, I should be able to get to you before we run out of time. So, David and Big Fork, um, uh, did you hear the story about the 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 uh, the guy that lit himself on fire? in front of the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C., and then chanted out the pro-Palestinian uh, terrorist propaganda? Yes, I heard that, and I, I think that's just absolutely ridiculous, and it shouldn't get any, shouldn't get any airtime. They should just sweep the sidewalk up and forget him. <laughs> well, he, totally. they, they saved him. They, they, uh, they put the fire out. Apparently, the, the jab didn't protect him from flames, uh, but the firefighters did. The airmen in our Air Force, and, and this is my question, after they kicked all of these patriots with multiple deployments serving their country to the curb, to the curb, how was this guy allowed to stay in somehow? Well, because he had a different status. <laughs> he, he, was, he was on the right side of their ball game. You know, we had a, our youngest son went uh, three tours in the Air Force, and he now works with the Homeland Security as a customs agent. So, you know, I mean, there and he went, he got out because he couldn't get the training that he wanted. He wanted to do a certain kind of thing. Mm. Then they, they kept backpedaling him, putting him on the back. He that finally happened. said, okay, fine, I'm out of here. Went and got a career. So we need to stand up for our hardworking men and women that want to be military and have the right trend of thought for the country. They, you know, patriots that want to do the right thing. And these other people, you know, not, I don't care if they're trans or whatever. If they're an American patriot, let them do their job. Get these other guys out of the way. I mean, yeah, instead, he was probably putting up red flags somewhere. Instead, they kicked know? the patriots to the curb. Instead, they they said, oh, that, yeah, no, it's, it's just crazy. David, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. Yeah, I, I think of their – remember when I interviewed uh, the spouse, the wife of an active-duty Air Force uh, service member – they were both high school sweethearts, uh, Park County High School, Livingston, Montana. And he, he had served almost 20 years at this point. This was in the height of the, the Rona. You better get the jab or else uh, scam. And uh, and they were trying to kick this guy to the curb. 
they they were refusing to give him a religious exemption. They gave him religious exemptions for every other shot, every other year of his service, but they wouldn't do it for this one. And they wanted to kick patriots to the curb, but yet somehow this guy, that was just enough to set your hair on fire. Uh, now we're speaking figuratively, of course. Uh, Thomas in Billings, good to hear from you. What's on your mind? Hey, morning, Aaron. Uh, morning. I just want to put it out there and say, you know, as a current candidate for sheriff and an ex-fed law enforcement, um, I want to give praise to all our law enforcement men and women out there. Um, it's not them not doing their job. It's the liberal judges that are cutting these people loose. Mm-hmm. If we, you know, as law enforcement officials start using the resources we have, like Interpol, find out uh, these people that come from Venezuela commit crimes in our country, we can use extradition practices without using federal law. We can we can extradite these people back to their countries if we find that they have committed crimes in their other countries. If, yeah, but of course Venezuela, they're sending their criminals north, and then when we try to deport them back there, now Venezuela is saying, nope, we're not taking them, you keep them. Well, the president has the right. Uh, president Trump did it. President Biden, as in what Gianforte said, he has all power to shut the border down. Yep. Uh, put put the HR bill back in back in place. Remain in Mexico until you are properly vetted. The system is there; it's just broken, and our liberal judges are to blame for this. Not our law enforcement people. Not our military. It's the it's the civilians that run the military that are are the problem, and it's the liberal judges and George Soros that are the problem we need to focus on them remove these liberal judges from our states from our country so we can get back to business close the border and become the united states that i fought for and you fought for and i'm that's why the supreme court races that's why these supreme court races here in montana are so important right now uh, hey, Thomas, thanks for the call. Jake in Billings messaged us as well. What if the murderous illegal immigrant was wearing a MAGA hat? Would that make him a bad guy? Would he then get a lot of attention? Uh, good question, Jake. Thanks for the message. Susie.